Welcome to The Leadership, a business-focused talk show brought to you by The Vested Group. We talk to entrepreneurs, employees, thought leaders, innovators, dreamers, disruptors, and even our own children about what makes us tick on and off the clock. Hi there, I'm Chris Johnson with The Vested Group, I'm the Director of Strategy, and today I'm here with Jim Kitchen, who's the CIO of Continental Battery. Continental Battery is a, you guys are growing fast. Very. So very fast. So we were just talking about it. You've got 90 locations yep. in 20-ish states. 20-ish states, yes. And the reason it's the ish is because why? We often are acquiring uh, and, and building new branches so quickly that we don't state a specific amount because by the time <laughs> the media gets out, it's it could be wrong. So ish. So a rapidly growing empire, basically, yes. around batteries. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. So we... We on the, on the leadership talk show like to dig into executives to find out just kind of what makes them enjoy what they're doing. What are they, what are they getting out of work? Because we really strongly believe there's a lot of people that enjoy work. We're not doing it just, just for a paycheck, although that's nice, yeah. right? Um, but we actually like working. We want to figure out how do we get more of the stuff that we really like to do so we can become more and more successful. So you're in a great place for that as, a, as an executive leader of Continental Battery. And so that's why we want to visit with you and find out a little more about you. So well, can you just, yeah, yeah. So can you just kind of tell me about your role and a little bit about Continental and, you know, kind of how those go together? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Continental Battery actually started in 1932 uh, here in Dallas. And uh, as Chris said, we've, we've grown to over 90 branches here in the last few years. Um, my role as the CIO is I, I oversee the infrastructure teams that make sure everything is connected and secured. Uh, the development team, which is always working to improve our business process. Um, and lastly, I oversee the PMO and we decide uh, project management office. Um, and our definition of project management office projects are those that involve multiple departments or strategic initiatives in the company. Okay, cool. Cool. So, so we're, we're here to kind of dig into you. So we heard a little bit about what are, what are the, you kind of get a picture of the activities that you do. So tell me how you, how you start the morning. Let's, let's start there. So are you a planner? Do you sit down and kind of work through, here's my calendar for the day and here's when I can get things done? Or do you just kind of jump into it and, and roll? What is it? What's your morning like? Probably you would say a little bit more of a planner. Um, okay. I start every day with a small mountain of coffee. Um, and then from there, I will usually start pretty quiet. I get into the office. I'm one of the, the first people there. So I have to go uh, often through the warehouse to get into the actual office um, because I like no surprises. And if you're the first one there, there is no one there to surprise you. Um, from there, I will usually go through emails, the ones that your people are sending out at 830 at night and so forth, uh, to get a good idea of what can and should be uh, accomplished in that day. Uh, but then right around nine o'clock, the meetings start. Yeah. You know, we've got development meetings. We've got project meeting, meetings. Uh, typically, our PMO is managing uh, 12 major projects at a time. And there are another 10 projects that it monitors. Uh, those are other strategic initiatives that are owned by a single department. So there's so much going on that you want to make sure there's not going to be any surprises pulling you out of those essential meetings. Okay. Okay. So... So let's talk a little bit about your, your career, just, just briefly. So uh, from Ohio originally, yep. came through Southern California, now you're in Dallas right. at an executive level, uh, went through consulting, ERP consulting, e-commerce type consulting. So as you're kind of looking back through your career, was there a time when, when you just had this like really sense of accelerated learning, like, like 
it was almost like you're learning from a fire hose. It oh, just yeah. kind of accelerated everything you're doing. Can the, you talk a little bit about there that? There were many, but I'm going to pick, pick one specific example. Um, when I came here from California, I was hired by uh, the Fossil Group to uh, do what they called Go Fast. And they had been trying to roll out worldwide e-commerce for a few years. And, and they, they obviously had a domestic site and they had a, uh, a partially functioning site in Germany. And they wanted to have all sites in eight countries, 11, oh, sorry, 11 countries in eight languages um, within a two year period. And it wasn't just fossil sites. They, they had watch station sites and diesel timeframes and an Armani site. They had tons of sites. They wanted sites everywhere. Um, so we came in uh, and and did the pitch and told them how much money it was going to be. And that's it was a lot. Yeah. Um, and then it was learning because you had to. Okay. You know, a project like that, you are actually betting on the fact that you will be smarter tomorrow than you are today. So when you when you started the project, did you feel like totally equipped to do this, or was it a place where you are? I'm. I know, I know what I'm doing, kind of. I'm going to get in and, and just kind of figure it out as we go. What, what did that look like? You know, it's one of those things where when you look at a project or an opportunity and you see that this has probably never been done before, and if it has, it's been done by a handful of people. And then you look at your own experience and say, if anyone is equipped to do this, it's me. Yeah. So, yes, there was a sense of it being somewhat overwhelming because we didn't know what all the steps were going to be. Okay. You know, we had that, a real solid idea. It was a two year plan. We had a real solid idea of what the first six to nine months had to be. Mm -hmm. And there was a whole Just lot. Big chunks, blocks. Yeah, of betting <laughs> on the come that after kind of that. Thing, to, yeah. to, we gotta get yeah. exponential so growth do you like the knowledge. Do you like the new stuff? Like, here's something new. You mentioned not many people in the world have done this. We're gonna, we're either gonna be a pioneer, we're right. gonna blaze a trail. Is that kind of what gets you going or is it something else about this? Is it the, the learning about it? Right. Is it the figuring things out, kind of looking forward to strategy about it? What, what kind of gets you going? Well, I, I would say I'm, I'm addicted to figuring things out, but the focus is on uh, the business process to me. Uh, everything that you do with technology has to serve a business purpose um, and serve it well for it to be, be an effective tool. So... Um, in that project, it was all about mapping the processes. And then the technology can take care of itself. There are a lot of smart people out there that can help you mm -hmm. with the technology if you paint a really clear vision of what they're trying to accomplish. Gotcha. So I hear, I hear learning. I hear strategy. I hear painting a vision. Okay. Okay. And then, of course, relying on other people as well. So that's oh, yeah. all key. Okay. Yeah, I haven't written code in a very long time. That's success. Yeah. <laughs> that's success. I, I like it. <laughs> All right. So what? So that's great, Leighton. So what? What do you like about your job? You know, what are the what are the best things about your role? That is it working with people? Is it sitting down uh, with a new sitting in a meeting and hearing a new problem and kind of thinking through that and expressing a vision for it? What? What are the? What's kind of your favorite things? I, I love I love problems and opportunities. Okay. Um, whether it's in a group setting or somebody sends you an email late at night and then you just get obsessed and you stay up all night solving the problem, uh, that's, that's the, the addiction for me, yeah. is coming up with just the right solution that will not only achieve uh, the data collection goal, but also engage the people who have to put that data into the no. system. Okay. Okay. So what, on the, the flip side of that, what are the things you hate the most? 
Okay. Is it the um, the red tape meetings? Is it uh, certain kinds of training that you have yeah. to go to? I mean, what what, do you, what are the things you like the least about what you're doing? You know, um, it's funny you bring up red tape meetings, and we don't have very very many of those. And, and those are typically, to me, the meetings that don't have a stated goal, right? Mm -hmm. If everybody there knows what the goal is and they're on board with the goal, um, you can you can manage an effective meeting. But when you, you get together exclusively for the sake of getting together and talking about a topic, it is, can be a little bit difficult to create some forward progress. And I find those okay. a little bit frustrating. So would that apply to any kind of meeting, red tape or any? Yeah. Just, hey, we get, we're getting together? No, we actually have many meetings that go very, very well. Uh, and the PMO has adopted a strategy where uh, the meetings, they're 30 minutes, they're weekly. And what they do is they actually pull up their smart sheets, their Gantt project yeah. plan. They go through it with all the stakeholders and say, this is what you guys said you were gonna do. This is what you're gonna do in the next week. They get verbal commitment, buy-in, dialogue about what decisions have to be made. Okay. Boom, wrap it up in 30 minutes, document everything and, and send it on to everybody to remind them by, by next Wednesday, you owe me these five items. Right, okay. So all about objectives. Yeah, exactly. All about objectives. Sure, okay. As long as you're making progress, you're not bored. Right. Now we're going to bring on Heidi Convery from Flourish. Uh, so she's going to kind of walk us through your strengths. So you've been able to spend some time with a strengths assessment. Okay. Um, and so you have no idea what she's going to say and what your strengths are. That is correct. But she's had a chance to listen to our conversation, and so she'll be able to kind of fill us in a little more. Right. It's like Jerry Springer. I've got no idea who's going to come from the back. Look out for the flying chair. Right. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Hello, I'm Heidi Convery. I am a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach here in the Dallas area and have been coaching with the Vested Group for about three years. I'm really excited to sit with Jim this morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Are you nervous? Not really. Okay, good. Good. Because this can be a little bit strange. Yeah, it is. I, I, didn't, I had no idea what to expect when I was coming here today. Yeah, right, right. So I... Um, sent out to you the Clifton Strengths Assessment for you to take. Right. Um, you really haven't reviewed your results at all. Nope. Which I kind of love a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go through your strengths report just real briefly with you. Um, I was listening when you were speaking with Chris about what you do, what you enjoy with your job, what is a little kind of on the irritating side, what mm -hmm. motivates you. Um, so I was sitting off to the side listening to your answers and relating them to strengths that you have. So kind of wanted to talk about those a little bit. Um, Really, I wanted to start with the fact that you have ideation as your number one strength. That uh, is all about the pinging of ideas and brainstorming and getting energy from building ideas off of ideas. So I kind of think about when people come together and they think, oh, we could do something like this. And then your brain just starts firing. That's right. Oh, it could look like this. Oh, we could go this direction. Oh, we could. What does that feel like for you? Oh, it's, it's wonderful. Like you, there are times where you can't stop. You want to go into your next meeting late or, or you stay up all night getting all of your ideas out on paper so that the next morning, first thing, other people can contribute um, and, and see what you've designed to solve that idea that they may have thrown by you at five o'clock the previous day. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The, the, one of the great things about ideation is that it can go at its own pace. It's, you know, whatever you're at, you can hit a, hit a wall Start it up whenever the next idea, when that solve comes. And that is, that's really nice that you have that natural evolution into those ideas. It is. And, you know, ideation, what's really important to make sure when you have a strength like that that's really high is that you are 
allocating time specifically to ideate, right. what I would call. So sometimes with strengths like ideation or even strategic, which you have number two, um, they need some time. Like they right. really thrive in being able to conceptualize. And we are a check things off the list kind of a people. Absolutely. So it's hard sometimes you have to be really intentional to say, you know what, no, I'm reserving this 10 minutes to sit here and just go right. to give yourself that boost. Well, one of the things that I actually have to do, and it's funny that a CIO actually has a clipboard, but I'm able to turn <laughs> a page and just get it out of my head because when you've got a great idea to solve a problem, it's almost impossible to focus on the meeting. Now, they might have just right. brought up the problem, and it's not the time or place to solve it. But if you can jot that stuff down and get back to focusing on what you're able to do, you can pick it up later um, because you know what you were thinking when you look at your own notes. Right. Next time that happens, you should stop yourself in that moment and go, ideation. How crazy. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's when your strengths, you can feel that engagement where you're just firing on all cylinders, you know, then right. you know you have some strengths that right. are really in it. Yeah. Um, something I definitely wanted to point out that you were mentioning with Chris, um, you have both learner and futuristic. Yes. Hi. And um, futuristic, I really like to talk about with um, high level C-suite members because it's really common um, in high level leadership to have futuristic. Right. But that strength sometimes can be really difficult for other people to understand. Oh, yeah. So you can see it's a visionary strength, right? So right. it's, I can see what this looks like. I can see what this procedure is going to be, what this building is going to look like, what our team is going to. And I think sometimes that can be a misunderstood strength. So people can see it as fairy tailing or, or bring it back down. Or they just think you're Sheldon Cooper and they have no idea what you're talking <laughs> oh, about right. whatsoever. You lose yeah. them completely. Yeah, I've, I've had that complaint. I bet, yeah. I bet. Um, but couple that with learner, which is that strength, one of my favorites, mm -hmm. uh, because it's also mine. You are, you have this intensity to be on the frontier, right. to try something new. It's a courageous strength. So there's, if you don't know how to do something, you're kind of okay. Just starting out. Oh, right. Yeah. And we'll learn as we go. Absolutely. So those two coupled together, um, you, you had said something betting on the fact that you'll be smarter tomorrow absolutely is a perfect example a combination of learner and futuristic right you're just you know you're going to get there you have that confidence that you'll learn right how how do you what opportunities do you feel like I mean, it sounds like you have a lot to be on that frontier do you feel like you have the opportunity really often to kind of jump into something new oh yeah yeah we definitely have opportunities to do things in, in new ways um the, the battery distribution industry in a lot of ways is is somewhat old-fashioned and in in what we've done is we've actually skipped some generations hmm. i love it when i get sales calls from software vendors who are like oh can we help you with your transition to the cloud i'm like no we're done there's <laughs> there's nothing but devices and the cloud we skipped all of that and jumped right to the end of the conversation hmm. and um that is absolutely so fun. Yeah, you love it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing that I really wanted to point out, because you have one relationship building strength in your top 10 called individualization. Um, I make fun of that strength pretty often, calling yeah. it the creeper strength. Fantastic. Because folks with individualization tend to be able to remember specifics about people that they don't even remember telling you. So you just, it's, it's a really... Um, a keen observer and kind of pick a, picking up on specific traits of people around you. So have you, how do you feel like 
that comes out in you? Do you remember things about your team? Do you feel like you build really smart, great functioning teams because oh, you know I have, well? I have to build great, smart functioning teams because they all have to be smarter tomorrow than we are today. <laughs> you know, a problem comes up and you have no idea how to solve it, but you know that you will. Right. Right. You, you know that the, the industries and the technology aren't so incredibly unique that they're just to us. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it can be solved. We can solve it. Maybe we don't solve it the fastest, but we will solve it. And when you give technical people the opportunity to grow in that environment, they grow very, very fast hmm. because they're not afraid that the sky is going to fall if they do something. Yeah. You, know, you provide the backstops so that they can work on what they're working on in, in a safer space. How well do you feel you know your people? My employees? Mm -hmm. I feel like I know them very well. Yeah. Yeah. We, we deliberately put ourselves in an open space so that we can communicate. You know, some people think it's annoying, but we love being able to just shout, shout out at the person next to you. Hey, you know how to do this. And it really helps foster that innovation and, and the growth of the newer members in particular. Yeah. You should, a, a kind of fun way for people with individualization to challenge your use of that strength. Next time you go into the office, just kind of I wouldn't do it out loud because absolutely the creeper part will come out. Fantastic. But just in your head, if you're kind of, you know, walking through, pick someone in your mind mm -hmm. and just challenge yourself. What do I know about them that's different? What do I know specifically about that person? Like maybe it's the way that they come into the office in the morning. Maybe it's I've just picked up on how they like their coffee. But challenge yourself to pick up on that. It's okay. a really interesting trait of individualization. And I asked about building teams because that's a, um, a really big part of that strength is right. you know people so well that you tend to build really strong teams because you can figure out who needs to be where and what. Um, so one thing that you had said earlier, I don't tend to, so your strengths report, you have 34 altogether. I don't tend to, in coaching, focus on the very bottom of someone's strengths report because they're sort of a uh, absence, right? right? So the idea behind strengths is to focus on what we're really great at and spend our time there, right. manage our weaknesses. But you said something earlier that made me laugh because the last strength on your list is adaptability, which does not mean that you can't adapt by any stretch. But you had talked about coming into the office early right. and how you like um, to make sure that there are no surprises for the day. And that's such a perfect representation of having adaptability low, but then having something like achiever and strategic really high. You want to be prepared right? You want to have a plan in your head as much as possible for as much as you can predict to come up during right. the work day. Yeah. Right. Um, and so do you, what about that kind of being ready for change part do you love? Is it coming up with, um, I'm guessing it's strategic, but is it coming up with different routes, like having a couple of options in your head at any given point? Yeah, well, that's actually part of what makes it very hard mm -hmm. is you could be talking to another executive and they have something in their head and they say, well, this is, I want this. And you can immediately think of a thousand different ways to deliver that. Yeah. And they're, they don't always have enough to volunteer to help shape that thousand. If we could just narrow this down to two or three and we can start to, you know, so that is, that is one of the, the bigger challenges. Um, is, is getting all of the requirements, like what are we really trying to accomplish right. on the table? On, on the upside, probably the most exciting thing is when you see all of this data, the sea of data that we're gathering on transactions and people and how they use systems, and you realize that when you take this piece of data and this piece of data, 
there's a multiplicative effect. You don't just add them together, but when you start to share that stuff and present it in just the right format at just the right time, you can cause um, big leverage in your organization. Right. Well, definitely lean, lean in on that strategic for yourself. I think um, the brilliance of that talent is being able to narrow in on the couple of options that really will work and dismiss quickly the ones that won't. So we could talk all day. I'm I sure wish we could. could. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being vulnerable enough to sit here and let me tell you about you're what welcome. you're great at.